0: Our work communication is really very open and, you know, I'm not scared to tell you anything or like scared to tell you that there's a problem or anything like that. I just, I do it more to protect you. And so I think open communication and making your employees feeling like they're valued and that they can come to you with a problem or speak to you is really super important.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Mommy Millionaire Show. This is your host, Kayla Kraft. I am a mom of three, multimillionaire, master life coach, and money mindset queen. I am so happy and thankful that you're here. I am actually on a mission to help one million women make a million dollars or more a year. That could be you. Every week, I'm bringing you inspiring stories to help you feel empowered to broaden your horizons, to gain clarity and strategy on living your best life. Over at Mommy Millionaire, we pursue our lives with purpose and love and the riches always follow. So stay tuned because I'm bringing you episodes twice a week. I believe you are your biggest asset. So let's build you up today. Let's get into it. Mommy millionaires, I am pumped about today's episode because this is not a first time guest we're having on today. It's actually a fan favorite. If you've ever been at a Mommy Millionaire event, it's also the person that everybody is trying to hug and she's trying to run from. So I'm so excited to have my operations manager, Kimmy Calkins, on the show today. Kimmy and I have been working together for four years, which is crazy. And she actually happens to be my sister-in-law. So she's been in my life for 15 years, which is also crazy because time flies by. And we started working together just because, I mean, we were talking on the phone about all the things I was working on and kind of what I needed help with. And it kind of just happened naturally that I was like, well, Kimmy... Could work for me (laughs) and because she was at home with the kids, and that's kind of how it happened, right, Kimmy?
0: Yeah, it was really fast, it was overnight, literally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, you were working 40 hours a week,
0: (laughs) yes, yeah. Well, no, not no, because it started with cold calls.
1: Oh my gosh, that's right. So, you were just doing sales calls at first, then you went into social media, and then became my assistant. And now you manage Mommy Millionaire. That's crazy. But that's exactly what we wanted to talk about today. Because if you're listening into this right now, I want you to pay attention because a lot of you guys, as you grow your businesses, you're going to need help. You're going to require a team at some point. And a lot of people expect a unicorn to fly from the sky for their first hire. And they want this person to do 10 million different things. And we actually just experienced this with a private client of ours where you know she was wanting to hire an assistant that did social media, emails, copy. I mean, what else did she want? She wanted to absolutely wipe their butt, like absolutely everything. (laughs) And it's just not gonna happen. So I like to talk about the progression of how Kimmy got to where she is today because she is a legit unicorn now, but she wasn't that way four years ago. Let's talk about that, Kimmy. What skills did you bring to the table four years ago?
0: Well, coming in four years ago, you know, I had had some college education. I had done different odds and ends jobs prior to, you know, I was a dispatcher. I had worked at Home Depot. I worked at BMW. So I had like a different set of skill sets from just a bunch of different places, but I really have just developed so much more along the way.
1: But let's talk about how you've developed because you have taken the initiative to really like say, okay, I want to learn this skill, right? When you first started, we had Chase taught you a lot on like the social media front. We learned a lot just together talking on how to do things, but you've also invested your own time, really. We bought a digital marketer membership and you spent time learning. there, Like what were some of the skills that you've acquired because you've taken the time to learn?
0: I think for me, the very, very first thing was our CRM. And that kind of happened by happenstance because the person that probably should have trained me on it told me that they didn't know how to do it because they weren't the ones that originally did it when they were. And so I was almost forced to learn that myself just to be able to do it. And that just snowballed, I think, to, was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do everything now.
1: Oh my gosh. It's so good. So let's go back to CRM because some people might not know what that stands for. (laughs) So tell people what a CRM (laughs) is.
0: It's our email system. We'll just put it in simple terms. It's, it's everything that runs our
1: emails. So for ours, we use Infusionsoft, but we've used Entreport, we've used MailChimp. I mean, I used MailChimp 10 years ago when it was just a solo man show. (laughs) But, you know, there's several out there, ActiveCampaign. If you've ever heard of any of those, that's what she's talking about. So I feel like one of the things that has made you such an asset to me is the fact that you know how to protect my energy. And when you're looking to bring people on your team, I think that that needs to be a requirement. If you're a coach, a personal brand, a network marketer, you need to explain to people because I don't think it comes like natural to people. People don't understand this type of, you know, job and you've got to really spell it out for them. So how do you go about protecting the I don't want to say the talent, but you know what I'm saying? Like the person who is the face of the brand, how do you go about protecting their energy?
0: You know, I, this might sound silly, but I kind of, I kind of like just see myself as a gatekeeper, you know, like, does this person have the key to unlock the gate to get past me, to get to you? And if not, like, no. Okay. So I just deal with them. I mean, and it happens all the time, right? We had a conversation earlier today where you were like oh do i need to handle that and and i was like no i got it i don't want it to affect you at all so i think it's really just like looking at the situation and seeing if it's something that is above my head do i need to go to you is it pertinent information that you need or is it you know i look at everything as a need to know basis for you
1: i'm on a need to know basis in my business pretty <laughs> much that is, that is so true. That is so true. So the things that I need to know are things like, you know, like I don't need to know if somebody wants a refund, right? I don't need to know that because what happens is that takes me out of being in my creation, being in the, you know, coaching aspect and just being in the energy of attracting more and more clients in my business. If I find out somebody wants a refund or something like that, I'm like, what? Like, what am I doing wrong? And it can send me down a spiral. So, and that's something Kimmy can 100% handle on her own because we have a refund policy. So I think that that goes to just remind all of you, when you have systems and policies like in place in your business, they don't need to tell you everything that's happening, right? So that way you could just stay in a creation mode and they already know what they need to do when something happens. What's another thing that like, could be something that you would want to tell you know the person, the coach, but you've just handled it,
0: oh, for sure, when you were in Italy and everything got shut off, our whole website was down, and like you could even I because you kept asking me, I think there's something wrong, like what's wrong, like you're not acting right, and I was I kept telling you, you don't need to know, don't ask me, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> I just got it all fixed. <laughs> And then I told you after the fact.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that you're always in like damage control when you're being like really, really nice to me. <laughs> it's like, hey, how are you? Oh my gosh, you look like you're having so much fun in Italy. Like, there's a definite change in her personality. And I'm like, oh, she's working on something. But I've learned to just like go, okay, you know what? She has not led me astray this far. Like, she can handle it. And I think it comes over time, but you've got to learn how to delegate those parts of your business and really trust your team. That's so important. What are some things that people can do to build trust in their team? Like, I think for me and you, we have that because we are sisters-in-law. Well, I
0: think a big key of, of it is open communication. You know, we have that where being sister-in-laws aside, our work communication is really very open and you know, I'm not scared to tell you anything or like scared to tell you that there's a problem or anything like that. I just, I do it more to protect you, but we've seen it with your one-on-one clients too, where their assistant has contacted me in tears because they can't, they feel like they can't talk to the person managing them for whatever reason. And so I think open communication and making your employees feeling like they're valued and that they can come to you with a problem or speak to you is really super important.
1: Absolutely. And the way that they know they can trust you is about how you respond when they do make a mistake and, or something hits the fan in your business, they're watching how you respond to those things.
0: How many times do I call you a month and be like, Hey, I messed up, but here's what I did to fix it. And that's because when I've made mistakes in the past, you've been like, oh, well, mistakes happen. You know, you fixed it.
1: (laughs) Well, I think this is a good point. I think more people need to add in human error into their business plan because human error is going to happen because we're all humans doing this human thing on earth. And if you expect people to be perfect, I don't expect myself to be perfect. And I certainly don't expect my team members to be perfect. And if you go, okay, you know what? They're going to make mistakes. It's okay. Because once you make a mistake, you learn from it. And usually you don't do it again.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that there's a mistake that I've made a second time. But I think a part of that though is is because I can, I know I can come to you and say, I did this, like this happened, where I think that if I had to keep it to myself or fear of getting in trouble, then I would probably make the same mistake or it would leave room for other mistakes to happen because I would be so stressed out about that mistake I made and you getting upset about it.
1: Absolutely. And this goes for you as the entrepreneur, the person who is like, Needing to work on yourself, because if you don't let your teammates make mistakes, if you get mad at them and respond to them in a, you know, a horrific way. It's usually because you're really critical of yourself and you haven't done the inner work necessary to let yourself fail and get back up and try again. You're probably extremely critical of yourself. And that comes from lack of love to your inner child. And we talk so much about that on the podcast already. Like you've got to go and like love on those parts of you where you've really shoved down, shamed for so many years. And I have done that work because (laughs) you talk to people who worked for me 10 years ago, I'm a completely different person just around the way that I respond to people, the way that I treat people. I have a lot more grace on people because I have a lot more grace for myself. So I love... Our working relationship, I feel like we have a really good boundary in place. And I want to give people some tips on how to have boundaries when you have a relationship with work. And then you also have, like, we have our family relationship outside of that. And I think we're really good at not crossing those lines. So, what are some things that we've done to do that? I'll share number one. Number one is like, Kimmy has her personal phone and she has her work phone. And Kimmy knows if I call her on her personal phone, it's like usually either I absolutely need to talk to her right now or I just want to talk to her and (laughs) not work related. (laughs) And what do you do? Because remember you had a hard time implementing that boundary yourself because I would text the work phone all hours of the day and you would respond. So what do you do now to like honor that boundary for yourself?
0: Monday through Friday and on weekends at, at five o'clock, Monday through Friday, and then the, from Friday, obviously till Monday at 8am, I put my phone on silent and I put it in my drawer. And that's something I had to get over within myself, right? It didn't have anything to do with you. I'm just that person that if you text me on a weekend that, and I know, even though I know in my head, you're not texting me because you want it done that second. It's so that you don't forget to tell me Monday. It stresses me out to know that it's sitting there waiting for me to be done. So I had to do that for myself where I turn the phone off, I separate from it, especially working from home. It's, I don't have an office that I can walk away from where emails aren't, you know, coming through where I can see them or anything else, you know. So it goes in the drawer on silent and I don't even look at it most days and until Monday morning at eight.
1: I think that's also a good point for the entrepreneurs listening in right now. Like when you have somebody working for you, get them a phone. Like don't use their personal number because I think that would lead to burnout a lot quicker if there was no separation, especially when you're working virtual. And it's really easy to overwork if you're virtual.
0: Right. Well, and I think it's important for entrepreneurs too, to remember that when you have people, especially like me, who are on salary... For them to understand like what salary means and what it's for, it's not, it doesn't make, like I'm not at your beck and call and you know, you don't think that I'm at your beck and call, but other people that we've spoken to, that's how they get treated. And I think it's really important for people to remember that their salaried employees are for emergencies only after hours and on weekends. And it's not for like a lack of preparation, you know, it's like strictly emergencies. Like something's happened.
1: <laughs> Kimmy's reminding me right now, you guys. Kimmy's reminding me right now.
0: No, you don't do that to me, though. You
1: genuinely don't. No, I know. I think because I really respect you because you always go above and beyond in work, I want her to have her time off because I know when she has three days off, like when she goes on vacation, this girl comes back fired up. Like she comes back even more refreshed, like on her A game. So I encourage her to take her vacation days. I want her to completely go away from the computer on the weekend. So that way she comes back ready to go.
0: I think it's good too, because then it gives you the opportunity to, I think, value me even more when I'm gone, because every single time I've actually taken vacation, when I come back, you're like, I am so glad you're back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is the truth. (laughs) Right. As the entrepreneur, when you're growing a team, you have to think about their well being overall. Like, don't just think about their career growth with you, but think about like, okay, if this person is happier in their home life, physically, spiritually, mentally, that is only going to overflow into my business. And I want to be surrounded by people that are happy, people that are living their best life. And, you know, in order for that to happen, their life can't revolve around their work. They just can't. What has been maybe the hardest working situation that we've had together? And what are some things we did to get through it?
0: If I'm being honest, and I don't know how much you're gonna like this answer, but I think our Sedona trip was probably the hardest. And overcoming that, I think number one, we both needed food and the nap. And then again, just open up communication.
1: Ooh, okay. I forget what happened, but I know you got mad at me. What happened? I snapped at you?
0: Yes, because something else or something went wrong that was out of my control. And it wasn't necessarily that you were snapping at me. You were frustrated with the situation. But I think because like I'm that person for you, it just happened. It wasn't an intentional thing. Does that make sense?
1: Totally. And what happened was when we got home from Sedona, it was what, a five-day trip, wasn't it? five-day event we put on. When we got home from Sedona, we did a debrief call. And is that when we had that conversation? Mm -hmm. So this is a good point. Anytime you're doing anything, whether it's a live launch, an event, something needs to be in place where you're debriefing, you know, where you're going through and saying, okay, what went good? What do we want to do again? What do we want to throw out the window? And what do we need to work on? And actually after that, we kind of took a break from you coming to events, right?
0: Yes, I, I bowed out.
1: Well, you're back in business in a couple of months. <laughs> I know, a couple it'll, years. Be,
0: it'll be my, my first event where I've said, okay, I'll come.
1: Mm-hmm. But I've also done a lot of work on myself and we're in a different spot in business since then. But again, look, I allowed that to happen, right? Like we had that open line of communication and I honored the fact that you know, maybe it was good that we took a break from her being at events because I totally will own the fact that I was taking advantage of her in the, in the sister relationship, I think there, more than operations manager role, don't you think? Where I just kind of had that tone of voice that wasn't so nice. But it's that open line of communication where she knew that she could stand up for herself and say that this was not okay. And I honored that, is that Right.
0: Yeah, and I think that's super important too. And that's one of the things that I love working for you is because in other places that I've worked when I've tried to stand up for myself, it's not gone well. You know, and you know me, I'm so vocal and opinionated and but I know boundaries too, you know, like I know even in a professional sense and in a relationship sense, you know.
1: Mhm. Okay, so I love the fact that in our team, we start off with gratitude. We love to talk about what's working in our business and what's working in our lives. Like, you know, I love that we have like that type of relationship. And I think it's because like, I don't know, I I feel like I'm very informal. Do you think I am informal?
0: Absolutely. But it's great.
1: Right. But I think that like a lot of people, I remember when I first started, like, and I had my first assistant, I was very like formal and that just was not me. Like I was trying to be extremely ultra professional, like, you know, and have to take like meeting notes all the time. And I was like, I this is like, I hate not being able to talk to you like I want to talk to you. And it was just stuffy and it didn't work out. I mean, that assistant stayed with me for two months because there was just no authenticity in the relationship. And now I feel like it's just anybody on the team. We all talk to each other, just like, like a friend would talk to a friend.
0: Yeah, I think it's super important to have those, types of relationships too and and maybe pull out some of the professionalism because it just leads to so much more uh, you know everyone wants to work together i think that we're all excited to come to work and not ignore each other's phone calls and i never miss your phone call if i do it's because i'm in the bathroom or something <laughs> but cuz i'm excited to hear from you every day because we have that friendly relationship and you're not just calling me to be like, I need you to do X, Y, Z. Okay. Bye.
1: I think we're also careful to not dump any type of negativity on each other. I mean, I know I probably, I dump, I mean, you never dump on me ever, but I mean, I know I dump on you, but you're really good at bouncing it back to me and helping me create a new perspective. If I'm being negative in some way, or you will be like, you need to go to the Ritz and like have a night alone. Like you're really good at like calling me forward into my highest self. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that goes back to protecting your energy. Like if I can feel you in a downward spiral, what can I do to stop that from happening and bring you back up? But I mean, that goes back to what we were just talking about, right? If we didn't have the relationship we've developed and if everything was strictly professional, I wouldn't know you well enough to be able to do those things for you.
1: Right. What do you feel like entrepreneurs like if they want to have a long-term relationship, right? Like I feel like you like you're here with me now and I feel like you're going to be with me maybe forever hopefully. But there's also been like growth, right? You've had growth, your career growth and you've learned so much and you've become more and more valuable to me because you've taken the initiative. Like every like I'll call her and she's like, "Oh, I just made a new sheet." I just made a new tracking thing. And I'm like, ooh, okay. And she gets me excited. And, you know, she's become so valuable to me because she has made herself valuable. How does an entrepreneur attract somebody like you into their business?
0: I think being fair is a really good one. I don't know. I I really, I think it's probably just being fair. And I mean, you are so intentional about, telling me thank you and that you appreciate me and I'm the most amazing. And even though I am weird about recepting things like that, like you're very... I know I have
1: to say receive it, Kimmy.
0: Rece- yeah, <laughs> you're so very intentional about those things. But But attracting as far as like hiring the right person, that's a really good question. I think we might have to give me some time to think about that and come back to it in another episode.
1: Well, I think your personality online, you know, where people are watching you and these could be potentially people that work for you one day, you know, the way that you talk about other people, the way that you talk about yourself, the way that you talk about your audience, if it's one that's of encouragement, like you're just an encouraging person, people are going to want to work for you. I mean, there is not a week that goes by that we don't have people in our DMs or in our emails saying, is Kayla hiring.
0: I actually just got one right before we started this. (laughs)
1: See, I love that. Like you want to have a wait list for people to work for you. And it's because, I mean, that is my brand online is like one of encouragement. I don't put people down, you know, and Lord knows and Kimmy knows I have negative things to say about people, but I don't say them. (laughs) I I don't say them. I I mean, I don't even really say them to Kimmy because I don't want to put that type of Energy out there. I don't want to have that energy exchange with anybody where I'm putting other people down. I want to always be lifting people up. And when somebody comes off like that online, it's like, oh, like that would be a great place to work. You know, that's why how you show up and how you talk about people, talk about brands is it it goes a long way. It goes a long way. If you're the complainer online and there's always something wrong, nobody's going to want to work for you. That's the truth.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: All right, Kimmy, what is one thing that we are doing right now in business that is absolutely helping us slay the game as online entrepreneurs?
0: I mean, really, honestly, I I think, again, it just comes back to the, the open communication. And it's not just between you and I, it's between the rest of the team. I mean, just before this, like I had found a problem and... I had no problems taking it to the parts of the team that mattered and getting us together and hashing it out and bringing you in when it was time for you to, you know, come into to where we needed your input and say, and I think it, it's just the ability to track things, pay attention and know what's going on and being able to pivot as quickly as possible and every time that you need to. So good. We're constantly pivoting.
1: (laughs) That's it. I I, want to end on that note. You know, you, because I've just done an episode on pivoting, people don't realize how much we're pivoting behind the scenes. And instead of complaining and saying, you know, this isn't working, you know, and playing victim, which I've definitely been there before in my business, we just go into solution mode. Okay. What do we need to do? What's the mindset we need to have? Who are the people we need to talk to? And We get curious, right? And then we go and implement something new. If that doesn't work, we go and implement something else. And that has been the evolvement of Mommy Millionaire is is really that, Kimmy. Because I would say five years ago, I was not that person. I would get pissed if something didn't work. And now we just go, okay, you know, it's a little annoying, but like, what do we do? How can we make this work? (laughs) How can we have a win right now?
0: (laughs) I mean, really, that's, I think, too, how I became you know, you say, you say I'm a magical unicorn, but that's how, I mean, it, it was the finding solutions and fixing things and okay, what can I do to help this situation? And it's just, I mean, I don't know if I want to say spiraled out of control for me, but where I'm just constantly digging and trying to learn and, and figure out next steps and okay, someone that can fix it isn't available. So how can I figure out how to fix it? And I think that's what we do all day.
1: Absolutely. Well, I am so thankful for you, Kimmy. And I'm sure everybody listening in right now is thankful for you and just learning, you know, what it is that you do behind the scenes. Cause there's so much you do behind the scenes and also like how they can become the entrepreneur that attracts in people that want to work for them and help them grow their vision. Cause I can truly say, I mean, this is speaking for you, but you look at my vision for Mommy Millionaire as your vision. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Right. And I think everybody on the team has that same belief, that passion for it to grow and help people become multimillionaires, And, you know, that's like so exciting. And that's the goal of every entrepreneur that they would have a team that believed in their vision. So it can definitely happen for everybody listening in right now. If it can happen for me, it can happen for you. And your Kimmy is on the way. I just know it.
0: <laughs> but you can't so, help
1: me. Kimmy you're amazing thank you for everything you do in mommy millionaire behind the scenes and I think that more people are going to want you on again so oh yay
0: I'd love to
1: all right mommy millionaires if you learned anything from this episode make sure to tag us online share this out there with a friend it means so much when you help us get the word out there love you guys Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way through on The Mommy Millionaire Show. Make sure to subscribe anywhere that you're listening to podcasts at. And if you happen to have iTunes, would you do me a favor and leave a review of the show? And of course, make it honest. I know you're going to give me a five-star, right? (laughs) That's the way that we get this message out to more and more people around the world. Remember, as you do that... Whatever you wish to receive, you have to give it first. And so giving a review, you know, something good is going to come your way today. Take the time and do that. Plus, I know you're the type of person who wants to really help people live their best life as well. So you could copy this link, share it out there with your friends, share it on social media. Remember, people need to be inspired more than ever right now. And I know you can help me on this mission. Thank you so much for being a part of the Mommy Millionaire podcast. Until next time, make sure to go after your dreams by being the person you were truly meant to be. Wealthy, happy, peaceful, and full of life. Love you.